An outbreak raises questions about the 2020 season and the Braves make a surprising move. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have but, not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Tuesday, July 28th. I'm Al Melkier. I'm here with Michael Beller. And uh, this day feels like a season unto itself. <laughs> um, you know, Monday started off um, in a way that was uh, very alarming for, for many people. Uh, with uh, We knew on the weekend that the Marlins had four players on the coronavirus IL. Uh, but then it turned out, as we found out Monday morning, that they had seven more players and two coaches that had also tested positive. The Marlins Orioles series in Miami, uh, the opener to that was canceled on Monday, as was the Yankees-Phillies game in Citizens Bank Park, where the Marlins had just played. And also the Orioles-Marlins game for Tuesday has been canceled. So I guess you know the best they can obviously do for that series is Wednesday, but... It all seems uh, very up in the air at this point. So, um, you know, it certainly made things uh, confusing for us, but that's obviously the the smallest, smallest uh, aspect of this whole situation. Yeah, yeah, really unfortunate. Hopefully everyone involved is okay and already on the mend. And this is just something that, unfortunately, because of the way uh, this has been handled in the country we live in. Uh, we're just going to have to, you know, hopefully not see pop up too much, but the reality of it is is that it could pop up again like this. So we'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully the powers that be figure out a good, smart, safe way to handle this. Yeah, uh, we all certainly hope for that. And, you know, it, it's it was a real wake-up call. I know, I know that's a sort of cliched way to put it, but I got yeah, I got swept up in the the weekend series and a little bit of normality getting excited about fab stressing out about you know who to bid on and just normal stuff and uh you know just a reminder that as we said in the weeks leading up to the season that you just never know how this is going to play out if they are going to be able to play the 60 games that rob manfred uh expressed his confidence that that's going to happen but you know we we really have to take all that with um you know a bit of a grain because this is this is, uh, you know, what's happened uh, just a few days into the season. So we do have lots of news to get to uh, in addition to that. Uh, and late on Monday, the Braves made a move that maybe wasn't shocking giving, given the performance, but uh, Mike Fultonevich was designated for assignment. So I have to admit, I maybe wasn't shocked, but I was definitely surprised by that. Uh, but the Braves do have quite a bit of pitching depth. Chad Sabaka is the player who's being called up from the alternate site to take Fulton Evans's place. So that might suggest that somebody who's already on the active roster in the bullpen, uh, maybe a Tuki Toussaint, maybe, uh, maybe Tomlin, Josh Tomlin, uh, I, you know, who do you think might uh, fill that vacancy? Yeah, I was pretty surprised to hear the Fulton Evich news. You actually were the person who told me about it when we were getting ready for this show. And it's like, what really? So uh, I am, <laughs> I was surprised by it. I feel like, Maybe Josh Tomlin is the guy, right? I mean, Tuki Toussaint uh, is certainly a candidate, but uh, you know what you're getting out of Josh Tomlin for the most part. It's not going to be great, but you know what to expect of him. He's already made 
at least one appearance in long relief. So you would think that he's uh, probably the guy who's most stretched out. So maybe the guy who's most immediately ready to take a rotation turn. I will say, though, that Tomlin, Toussaint, or someone who we haven't mentioned, whoever it is, not yet fantasy relevant. Let's see what he does his first couple of times through the rotation, whoever it might end up being. Yeah, I mean, it could be one of these situations where, uh, you know, somebody fills in for a turn and, and maybe maybe it goes to somebody else. Uh, and the White Sox have a situation like that, actually, that uh, we, we talk about a little bit later on in the show. Uh, in other rotation news, uh, Nate Pearson, not uh, this one definitely not surprising, but very welcome news. Nate Pearson is expected to start for the Blue Jays at the Nationals on Wednesday. Now, the thing that was actually a bit surprising to me is that Pearson's really available uh, in a lot of leagues. 24% owned in ESPN leagues, 51% owned in Yahoo leagues, and CBS, which tends to have higher rates than those two uh, platforms, just 57%. So even in CBS leagues, uh, there's a decent chance you could still run out and get Nate, Nate Pearson. Is there any type of league that you would not recommend people doing that? <laughs> it's, it's such a fun question, right? So many times we talk about these guys and it's like, what league would you recommend him in? But now the reverse, what a way more fun way to talk about it. No, uh, Nate Pearson to me is a absolute definite ad, no matter the league, no matter what you've already got on your team. Uh, this could be a really fun addition for the Blue Jays and for fantasy owners. Uh, just a quick recap in 2019, 62 and two thirds innings at the AA level for the Blue Jays, a 2.59 ERA, uh, a two or excuse me, a 3.12 xFIP, uh, 9.9 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, made a couple of starts, three starts exactly at the AAA level, and uh, was pretty good there too with an ERA right at three. This is someone who I think you go after for sure with a whole lot of aggressiveness because this could be a really fun ad and. I think, Al, not someone who the Blue Jays are going to add into the rotation this quickly if they don't plan on him sticking in the rotation for the long haul. So I don't think there's any major concern about him suddenly losing his rotation spot, even if he has a bad turn or two through the rotation. Yeah, and I think that applies to others. Uh, Brady Singer, who's already up. Mm -hmm. Casey Mize, who I picked up for uh, two different leagues this week, who I hope comes up this week, and I think he'll be up soon regardless. Spencer Howard. I think once those pitchers are are up, unless they just utterly bomb, they're they're in there for the long haul. So uh, not much risk, I don't think, with any of those pitchers, including Pearson. And in some less welcome Blue Jays news, Bo Bichette was scratched for Monday's game with a tight hamstring. And uh, Tasker Hernandez made the most of that. He took over for Bichette in the leadoff spot and hit a couple of home runs. Uh, we've got a few two-homer games to talk about a little bit later on. Uh, but that looks like a day-to-day situation for Bo Bichette. And Anthony Rendon, who we've discussed on several recent episodes, of course, he's been out with the oblique injury. He is now expected to return on Tuesday. So for those of you in daily lineup leagues, that is one to monitor very closely uh, on Tuesday. So, you know, we're all watching baseball closely now. And while there's, uh, you know, things that, uh, you know, remind us that's not normal times, it's it's a fun time to be watching baseball. And the only thing maybe that could possibly make it more fun is to have your favorite beverage with you and to drink it out of a mug made out of the barrel of a baseball bat. Well, there's a company called Dugout Mugs. They started in a college baseball dugout, so pretty clever name by them. And they make a very clever product. They make 
12 ounce mugs made out of the barrel of a baseball bat. They are licensed by Major League Baseball. You can get your favorite team laser engraved onto a birch wood baseball bat barrel mug. It's the perfect thing to have while you're watching the game uh, or, you know, if you're not using it, it's a cool thing to just put up on your mantle, have it on display. Um, it's just a fun gift, a fun thing to have around. So if you have a gift giving opportunity coming up, uh, Here's a recommendation for you. Go to dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and use the promo code MLB30 for 30% off of your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic. Use the code MLB30 and fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today. All right. Well, um, back to the injury news. Unfortunately, not a good one here, uh, Michael. Corey Kluber, uh, turns out he's got a grade two terrorist major tear and he's going to be shut down for a minimum of four weeks. So half the season essentially going to be shut down. And according to the athletics, Levi Weaver, if Kluber does make a return towards the end of the season, it will be in the bullpen. No surprise there, obviously with limited time to work, uh, work back up. So, uh, you know, I think that makes Kluber droppable. Uh, so, you know, I'll kind of phrase this like the Pearson question. Is there a scenario that you could picture where it makes sense to hang on to Corey Kluber right now? I mean, if you got the IL spot, then you've got the IL spot, right? So there's really no risk in or no danger to holding him. If you have that IL spot to burn, there's no downside to it. But if you don't have the IL spot, maybe your, your IL is already filled or your league doesn't believe in IL spots for some reason or something like that. If you can't use an IL spot on Kluber, then there's no reason to hold him. Uh, even if he does come back, it's going to be likely in a low leverage or low fantasy value uh, role as a reliever. And we just haven't seen Corey Kluber since 2018. I mean, this is not a new thing. 35 and two-thirds innings, seven starts last year where he was pretty bad. I mean, it's sad to say, but the Corey Kluber who we once knew, I think after this second injury, is maybe never coming back. And this was a, a once dominant starting pitcher and still a very good starting pitcher as recently as 2018. But it appears those days for him are over. Really sad to see him go like this. And I'd be surprised if we saw him this year. I heard Brad Lidge talking about having this same injury in 2011, and he said that he wasn't right for a full year. And so I would just be surprised if we really saw Corey Kluber back in a mound this season. Yeah, so when we talk about him going in the bullpen, uh, you know, not only are we talking about the, you know, that there's not a likelihood that he's filling a prominent role, but that's really the the best case scenario. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. No, in, in most formats, there's probably not a whole lot of risk just to play it out. You can always have that option to drop him if you do need that IL spot for somebody, but uh, yeah, very disappointing news for Corey Kluber. The vacancy, at least for the time being, is going to be filled by Colby Allard. So any interest there, probably more of a deep league option, I would think, but do you have interest even in those types of formats? Yeah, Colby Allard is a, uh, you know, sort of break glass in case of emergency guy. Uh, maybe you stream him. Maybe he's got a what looks like a fun two-start week coming up at some point in the near future where you grab him and stream him for the week. But I don't think he's really going to be part of the fantasy discussion beyond that. All right. Well, um, you know, that's uh, another pitcher to to monitor for his first start or two, see uh, if he's worth picking up maybe in some deeper leagues. Now, I mentioned earlier the White Sox rotation situation. Uh, there was an injured list move that we were anticipating, which is that Ronaldo Lopez was placed on the IL. Uh, he's got the shoulder injury. Also, the Toronto Blue Jays placed Ken Giles, or maybe I should say Buffalo Blue Jays, uh, placed <laughs> Ken Giles on the injured list. Um 
So let's uh, look at that White Sox situation first. Gio Gonzalez is moving into the rotation, but I did read a piece on MLB.com from uh, their beat writer, Scott Merkin, and he mentioned a, a couple of other pitchers, Ross Detweiler and Jimmy Lambert, possibly filling in in the rotation at some point. So it doesn't sound like Gio Gonzalez is ne- necessarily going to be a fixture uh, in the uh, in the rotation, but uh, given what it is, uh, is he worth pursuing? Because he's certainly you know, been effective for, for much of his career. I could see him being worth pursuing in deeper leagues. I would think though, that the fact that there are some names bouncing around and the names that you mentioned, Jimmy Lambert and Ross Detweiler being those names that are being discussed as guys who could also fill the spot, just sort of drives home how potentially low value Gio Gonzalez uh, is for fantasy leagues this year. Uh, There's just sort of a fun story here. I mean, Gio Gonzalez has been on the White Sox like, what, three or four different times in his career now? And now this at this point, 35 years old, is when he's finally getting into the White Sox rotation, despite having been a a long-time, decade-long major league starter in the team that he's been a part of the most different times, is finally now when he's getting through (laughs) to the rotation. It's sort of a fun story, but... Fantasy-wise, I just don't see a whole lot here. I think that it's going to be another one of those situations where we see a team use the rotation spot in a few different ways, and I can't see Gonzalez really giving us much fantasy value beyond you know AL-only leagues, really. That's where the spot is for him, I think. Okay, and another name, too, that was mentioned this MLB.com piece, Dane Dunning, probably the most intriguing of the three, but Without he question. is not currently on the uh, the active roster. So uh, keep an eye on that situation. Anthony Bass got the save in place of Ken Giles for the Blue Jays on Monday. He's pretty much settled in as the closer now. So I had said on the, the Monday show that I was sort of ambivalent about this situation, but it looks like it's more stable for Anthony Bass than, than I was uh, giving it credit for. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been good in the role, too. I mean, he's had, he's been tested. He's had a few opportunities here, and he's been good. Uh, Giles uh, has an injury history of his own, and even if you're talking about a guy getting saves for just a few weeks here, that's going to be very valuable uh, in this 2020 season. So Anthony Bass, definitely a guy who you can go after comfortably at this point. Looks like he's going to be holding the Blue Jays' job at least for the immediate future and potentially for the entire season, depending on what sort of news the Blue Jays get on Giles and how long he ends up having to be on the IL. So Anthony Bass looking like one of these early winners of this season in the uh, fab world and being a guy who is going to take over a closer's role and hold on to it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and uh, there were other players who made a mark on Monday. I'm just going to rattle these off, Michael, and then give you a chance to just uh, riff on whoever you think is uh, most relevant here. So we'll go from Bass to Bassett. Chris Bassett with <laughs> four uh, scoreless frames uh, against the Angels, five strikeouts to boot. Uh, not too surprising, but a great uh, performance uh, from Tyler Glass now. And also in relief, uh, Jalen Beeks gave up some runs, but he's now got 10 strikeouts in four innings, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, if you're going to go after a, a bulk reliever type, um, he's kind of emerging as a, a really o- interesting option uh, in, in that regard. Um, also on the pitching side of things, um, your your favorite, Griffin Canning, seven strikeouts in four and two thirds at Oakland. Yeah. Michael yeah, I knew you'd be excited about that. Michael Walker, <laughs> one run in five innings with four Ks at Boston. Uh, maybe you'll be chalking that up to the matchup. I don't know. And then in terms of hitters, Hunter Renfro, the previously mentioned Tasker Hernandez, and Michael Franco, all with two homer games. By the way, we are recording this before the end of the uh, late games here, so possible maybe we're missing uh, a standout performance or two. But uh, as of uh, you know, most of Monday, <laughs> these are the standout performances. So who stood out to you? 
Al, come on. Okay, you know besides Griffin out. Canning. <laughs> Let me just say something about Griffin <laughs> Canning. So I saw, I watched the, I was able to catch the last few innings of that game. Um, and he looked excellent, even though he gave up a, uh, you know, gave up a few runs there, wasn't able to make it through five innings. Joe Madden gave him an opportunity to make it through the fifth and uh, got the first two outs, but then uh, walked Ramon Laureano and then came out of that game. But uh, 15, I believe, was the number uh, for uh, Griffin Canning swinging strikes in that game. The stuff is absolutely there. So I think this guy is going to have himself a really big season other other than Griffin Canning, I'll say Hunter Renfro, uh, just because I feel like he's going to have a pretty good spot in that lineup uh, all season or for most of the season. So the fact that he's able to get out, get that two-homer game, uh, that's something that uh, I think bears watching as we uh, head into first full week of the season here. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, some players to look for on your waiver wire. And, uh, you know, Canning uh, in particular, I know, uh, is, is somebody that uh, if uh, he's out there, Michael, you'd be, uh, you know, hopping on him as, <laughs> as fast as possible. Uh, before we uh, tie things up here, uh, we do have our featured read. And, you know, this is this addresses the situation we talked about at the outset of the show. Uh, this is way more than a wake-up call where MLB goes from here by Ken Rosenthal and Jason Stark. So just, you know, more detail and context on what is going on with uh, the Marlins situation and, uh, you know, the coronavirus outbreaks uh, in general. So on that note, that is going to wrap things up for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can get 40% off of a subscription at theathletic.com slash baseball in 15. Everything from the site is included in your subscription. And if you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you took the time to do that. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Wednesday. Mm-hmm.